1: It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. He's just going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to the Friday Mailbag. As you can see, our buddy
2: Adam Azer is not here with us today. we got a fun replacement option. Chris Towers is joining us here on the Fantasy Football Today Mailbag. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. That's Dan on the can. Dan Schneier as well. Welcome to the show, guys. How we feeling on a Friday today as we get set to uh help everybody else. I guess if you're listening to it, you're listening to us on Saturday, but if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like button. If you're watching us on Friday. So, uh you guys got some weather concerns up in uh in New York. I hope you guys are doing okay. Uh but how's Friday treating you so far? Well, I feel a
3: little embarrassed, Jamie, because I went with what I thought was logic, which was ah, David Montgomery coming off an injury. Maybe not get a Usual workload, maybe, you know, re-injury. I mean, he I didn't know. get his usual workload. That's <laughs> true. You know, let's not play him. I don't know. This game doesn't feel that high scoring. I don't know. It's in Lambeau. Boom. Guy just unloads three touchdowns on my bench. So that was two or three leagues. I, two, two main ones for me. So it was a little disappointing. I'm a little regretful. But I don't know. Would you have done either of you done it differently? I had
4: good options in both leagues. Yeah, it depends them. who you look. I, I had Jameer Gibbs ranked one spot higher than Montgomery. So I can't say that, like. I saw this company, but I did have both of them as top 20 running backs. So, you know, that worked out for one of them. Yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good because I have David Montgomery in like four leagues. I don't have Jameer Gibbs in any of them. So I feel pretty good about that right now. We'll see, you know, week eight, and nine and, and ten how that feels. But yeah, I I'm basically viewing David Montgomery as a must start RB two right now. There are I, I feel like there are only like eight RB ones that I actually feel any good about right now and then there's just a whole glob between like rb9 and rb22 so i think he's comfortably in the glob but i think towards the towards the higher end of that glob probably
2: jamal williams scored 17 rushing touchdowns last year david montgomery's got five already that's including missing a game he's on pace (laughs) for 28 rushing touchdowns which would be an nfl record i'll take the under I things mean, go for him. Let's get to some news and notes before we get to your questions. That's why you're here. But Zay Jones has already been ruled out for the Jaguars. So, Dan, what does this mean for Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk as they take on the Falcons in London? I
3: hope it means something for Evan Ingram, who's actually had a surprisingly quietly good and productive season so far, at least at a tight end position. Consistency. Um with regards to the position relative, relative to it. But I think this week he could potentially, you know, break out in that matchup because I think he's going to be the one who takes a lot of what say Jones was doing in that short intermediate area of the field. So I'm looking at Ingram potentially as uh, the most uh, to benefit the most from this.
2: Chris, we got a developing story in Cleveland where Deshaun Watson was not able to finish at least a portion of practice yeah. open to the media uh, through a couple passes, and he's dealing with the shoulder injury. Um, I went and picked up Dorian Robinson-Thompson. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, excuse me, DTR. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson in a bunch of superflex leagues already. Uh, a, if Watson plays, how much do you trust him taking on the Ravens knowing that he's not going to be 100%? B, if he does not play, what does that mean for DTR who look great in the preseason? Any interest as a low-end starter in Superflex or two quarterback leagues? And then C, the biggest thing probably is what do we do with the receivers knowing that Watson may not be 100% or there might be a backup against a really good Ravens defense?
4: I, I think this is one of those situations where even if we might think Dorian Thompson-Robinson can be an interesting uh, you know, fill-in for QB2 or, or Superflex league, I I think the impact on the wide receivers is likely to be felt more. You know, the the offense as a whole will likely struggle. Look, even if Deshaun Watson was healthy, 100% healthy coming into this game, trust is not the word that I would use for him. I I think the the way that they've changed their offense, they talked about this in the preseason, running more spread principles. This was a team that I think last year only like 55% of their snaps were with three wide receivers or more on the field. Last week it was 58 out of 71. So wow. they completely changed their offense. They spread the ball around. I think Jerome Ford had, what, 10 carries last week. I think that's what more of what we're going to see moving forward, and I think that's going to benefit Deshaun Watson. But given the injury, I was already viewing him more as a fringe QB one. Given the injury and, and the fact that he did leave practice today, I, I don't want to trust him if I can avoid it, even if he does play this week. If Thompson Robinson does have to start, I think he's an interesting super flex option. He's super athletic, ran a four five six forty at the combine, uh, had over 600 rushing yards his last two seasons in college each year. So it wouldn't surprise me if he had, you know, Tyler Huntley was pretty interesting when he started for the Ravens a couple of times. I could see something like that. Obviously, this offense isn't going to have him run as much as Tyler Huntley did, but that kind of player where you, you hope for some rushing production, I think is what you're hoping for there. And I think
3: one, yep. I was going to add one thing on that one thing I, I noted because last year I fell into a little bit of a trap when the Titans had Malik Willis play a few mm-hmm. games. I got a little excited about him and his profile and what it could mean for fantasy. But one thing that I look for is and this is an old Bill Parcells uh, motto and way of going about drafting and finding talent look for how many starts these quarterbacks made at big programs in big conferences. And DTR made a lot of starts at UCLA. He's played in a lot of big games. And I think that will give him a better chance to not have one of those Malik Willis types, 90 to 120 yard passing days where everything's a punt, Every series is a punt. You can't even move the offense. Can't keep it on schedule. So I think what you said, Chris, he is intriguing to me because he has played in a lot of big games at a mm-hmm. big conference. I think he can move the football.
2: Well, look, if any, in any event, You don't have to start him to pick him up. And and if this shoulder injury lingers for Deshaun Watson and he shows you anything in this matchup against the Ravens, especially in those formats, that's the type of player you want to have on your bench because it gives you some trade capital and it gives you the potential as we start to get into the bye weeks, someone that you might want to use because the Browns will certainly get production from that position. Is it 25 to 30 points per game? No. Is it probably 20 to 25%? The 20 to 25 points on a great day? Yes. But 15 to 18 points out of your super flex is a pretty good place to be knowing that you're in the bye weeks or again, someone you might be able to trade that could help you someplace else. So I would recommend stashing him if you can Uh story to keep an eye. On, it doesn't seem to be a major thing, but Miles Sanders seems like he's not going to practice on Friday. According to the reports, again, with the portion of practice, open to the media, he was just out there holding his helmet, uh, but he is out there. So, from what I gather from a couple of beat r- beat writers that I've seen tweeting, doesn't seem to be an issue, but just something to keep an eye on. Chuba is, Hubbard would be Is what? this that uh, groin
4: injury he's been? It's a groin injury. Okay.
2: That's why he's on uh, the practice, uh, excuse me, on the injury report. So, Dan, if it is Chuba Hubbard, let's just say, in this matchup against Minnesota, he would be running back what for you? What range? Flex, RB2.
3: Yeah, ma- more of a flex for me. I don't feel confident with him at RB2.
4: Chris, you agree? He'd he'd be part of the glob. Uh, Like I I can't make a strong case for like Alexander Madison that far ahead of him. You know, I I think the the matchup against Minnesota is really good. So I I could see Chuba Hubbard in that RB two slash three range, probably 22 to 26.
2: And he has done a good job for what it's worth. Hubbard has catching passes in Mm -hmm. fourth quarter blowout situations. So passing game work would be there. And we saw last year a couple of times where he did have some good moments. Again, not the the most exciting of running backs, but opportunity sometimes is the biggest thing. Volume is the biggest thing. And he would get a lot of volume. Uh, Marquise Brown dealing with thumb injury. Jonathan Gannon, the Cardinals coach, said they're going to determine his status today. Chris, do you have any interest in Marquise Brown, even if he's healthy, taking on the 49ers?
4: I don't hate – like the the 49ers weren't actually – I think they actually did they give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers last season or it was it was pretty close to to the bottom because they obviously teams are playing from behind. He's in the wide receiver three to four range if he plays, but obviously a thumb injury is a little concerning. I think the only league I'm actually likely to start him in is Scott Fishbowl, but I'm starting six wide receivers in that league. So, you yeah.
2: know, yep. Uh, getting some practice reports here. I'm just trying to keep you guys up to date as much as we can, because we know you're looking for some injury information. Uh Zach Taylor said that Joe Burrow looks good. He practiced in full for two days this week. So Dan, is uh Joe Burrow a starting fantasy quarterback this week or more of a super flex 2QB optional?
3: I'm still viewing him as a super flex 2QB option. One thing I need to see, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that from Zach Taylor, Jamie, but what I need to see is him going under center. I talked about this with Chris yesterday on FFT and 5 and running a typical offense, like when they ran that offense out the other night, they weren't putting him under center. They That took away all play action passing because he couldn't explode off that calf. So he had to just be in shotgun the entire night until the kneel down. And that really limits the offense. So I need to see that he's able to go under center, run play action, explode off that calf. And then I'm going to feel more confident putting him back in the mix because when he's just playing from the gun like that, it limits the deep passing opportunities you can have. This is not the old NFL. You can't just drop back. I mean, you need you need to use your play action to set up the deep passing game. So uh, it, for me, it's, it's limited until I see him kind of get under center and run regular offense. He
4: didn't complete a pass more than 15 yards down the field in any game this season. I think until that 43-yarder to Jamar Chase in like the third quarter yeah. Monday night. He was 0 for 12 coming into that game. I think he's like 2 for 20. Now on passes, 15 yards down the field, he's had the the quickest uh, average time to release. They, they just they have not been able to get anything going down the field. And unlike last season, it's not because they're being pressured constantly. That they've protected him well enough. Uh, you remember early last season they really struggled with that. That hasn't been the case. I think it's just a timing thing. And the fact that he's practicing in full does make me a little more optimistic that they'll be able to figure that out. I was worried that this injury was going to linger and cost him practice time. So. That's a good sign at least.
2: And the match is great. I mean, you know, let's, yep. let's, yeah. let's be real here. If he's facing a tougher defense, it'd be easy to just be all out on Joe Burrow, but he's facing the Titans. They stink. And so if he has a, a chance for a decent performance, it's going to be because the matchup in the, the the coverage, the secondary, they'll allow some bust. Maybe, you know, Jamar Chase, D. Higgins, they break something. Those guys are still starting in most leagues. Higgins is the one a little bit more questionable because the targets have been there for him. Production is not. You're not getting away from Jamar Chase, but. Hopefully these guys just do what they do against that bad secondary and Joe Burrow's numbers. For those of you that are forced to start him, do pop a little bit. Dan, we're getting some questions in the chat. What are you drinking in your coffee mug? <laughs> Normally you have uh, just your water there. Yeah. You're not showing off the guns yet today.
3: Typically a water guy. This is just like a regular coffee, but I made like a um, – Maple, you know, like a like a a fall coffee. I put a little cinnamon in it. Keep it all keto or whatever. And you want to see some guns. We can do some guns here. Look at these bad boys. You know, I had a day at the gym. We just did. What was it yesterday? Pull yesterday. It's my favorite day. A little back day. So, yeah, I'm having a good day here. And the only thing that sucks, though, Jamie, as you well know, this is going to be my first Friday in a long time, not golfing because it's raining outside. So I have to, you know, pity me, bring out the smallest violins. I don't get to golf today.
2: I was wondering why you're so eager to work today. I guess the, the, <laughs> the determining factor. Let's get to some of your questions here. Let's get to the emails first. We'll start here from Michael. It's a PPR league. currently starting Alvin Kamara as his running back two over DeAndre Swift. Would you do that or would you bench one of Christian Kirk or Zay Flowers and start both running backs in terms of an RB2 and a flex spot? Chris, are you starting Kamara and Swift over Christian Kirk and Zay Flowers? And which running back do you prefer?
4: I'm struggling with Kamara versus Swift. I think I would go with Kamara versus Swift, but I do think Kamara over, say, Flowers is probably the way that I would go. I I know in full PPR, Flowers has been really valuable because he's getting so much volume. He hasn't really done a ton with it yet, and it's been a lot of screens and design throws that aren't super valuable necessarily. So I think I'd be okay with both of those running backs ahead of Flowers.
2: But you got to you got to also do it over Kirk if you play both. So would you say Christian Kirk also?
4: Oh, I thought it was one of I I think I would probably go Kirk over Swift over Flowers if if it came to that.
2: Okay. So you Oh, I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. I, I'm reading it wrong. You can play both running backs and Kirk and then bench. Yeah, players. that that's what I would do. Dan, you agree?
3: I would, but I'm Swift over Camara. Camara, I need to see it first and I also think that Winston hurts him personally.
2: He might, he doesn't obviously check down as much, but right. again, in this offense, we may see a little bit different Jameis Winston. We only saw three games of it sure. last season, and it was three wildly different games in how he performed. So I would go with Kamara and PPR over Swift myself, but I would probably bench say Flowers, play Kirk, especially with Zay Jones out, and just go with the two running backs. All right, Drew wants to know, he's already starting Nico Collins and debating on his flex between Brian Robinson, Damian Pierce, Tutu Atwell, and Chris Godwin, and it's half PPR. Um... He says, you start both Houston receivers, but I only see one. I don't see Tank Dell here. I guess he means two Houston players with Damian Pierce. So Nico Collins is in one spot. And then first flex, would you go Brian Robinson, Damian Pierce, Tutu Atwell, or Chris Godwin? Uh, Dan, which way you lean in there?
3: I almost feel like I'm leaning too to Atwell here, but I don't know if it's crazy. I just feel like given the matchup and given the fact that I just the, bi- the big thing for me is I love Brian Robinson. I think his film has been underrated this year, but that's such a bad matchup with bad game script. And we saw last week you guys tipped me on to this. I think it was you, Jamie or Adam a couple weeks ago. Like we got to be careful. Maybe it was on beyond the box. But we got to be careful with Brian Robinson because we're going to get some really bad game script games. And we saw it last week what it did to him. So I think I'm going to stick with Atwell here.
4: Yeah, I think his route rate collapsed last week. It was like 20% yep. or something. He had been right in the 40 to 50% range a lot of the first three games. So that was disappointing. I would go. I I have Godwin ranked highest, but I don't feel super confident yeah. in it. Um the volume's just been really disappointing. I thought they were <clears throat> they were gonna lean on him more, but target share is only like twenty percent. So if you want to go at well over Godwin, I think that's fine. He's got the big play potential, but I would go with one of the wide receivers here.
2: Yeah, I'd go. I'd go atwell as well, just based on what he's shown. This Colts secondary has been inconsistent, and you know, four straight games with at least eight targets. I think it is, uh, seventeen catches in the first three games. You know, so he's been a, a go-to option for Matthew Stafford. I don't. And he think looks good out there, there, right? He looks, he looks, looks good. There. Yeah.
4: One thing. Uh, Shangin's got go, a dynasty. Sorry, correct? can I go back one? Uh, Alvin Kamara does have a sixteen point five percent target share with Jameis Winston, which isn't peak Alvin Kamara, you know, that was, it was frustrating the second half of last season when he was down to like 15%. That still would be like a top four mark amongst running backs. So it's not, Jameis doesn't throw as much as we want to Alvin Kamara, but it does, he would still have a pretty significant passing game role. Okay. Uh,
2: Shane's got a dynasty question. Uh, His dynasty team is not really in rebuild mode as it's mostly a young team, Uh, but due to injuries to Dobbins and Nick Chubb and subpar quarterback play, He would like to know um, if – he's wondering about Keenan Allen. So he's getting older, uh, awesome right now. Should you keep him or play out the year and trade him while his value is high? So Dynasty questions whenever you get these situations with older players. And if you are competitive, obviously you're going to hold on to him. So that – you know, Shane says he's competitive right now. But when you're in one of those situations where you're sort of teetering a little bit, is your team going to compete for it all or do you want to get max value for for a player at this point? So where would you guys be at right now if you're, let's say, after this week – Two and two, one and three, three and one maybe, but your watch is a little questionable and you see some other teams that are loaded. How are you dealing with guys like Keenan Allen and Mike Evans? We can throw in the same conversation as well. Are you looking to ride it out and try and compete or are you going to sell and get max value?
4: So, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Well, no, I I just, I've got like, I've got like ADHD and I hate rebuilding. It's just like the most boring thing I can possibly do is watch my fantasy team lose for a full season. I just, (laughs) I can't, I just hate doing that. And so I'm, I'm kind of anti-teardown, but this wouldn't be a teardown. Your team could still be competitive, still be interesting. Even if you traded uh, Keenan Allen. So like Keenan Allen, the way he's playing right now, the fit in Kellen Moore's offense, the way Justin Herbert's playing, I would need a first round pick plus. To move him like I I, I wouldn't just move him for a first rounder in a a situation like this. Mike Evans, I think a first rounder is perfectly fine. But the way Keenan Allen's playing right now, like he might win someone a fantasy championship this year. So I'm going to to hold out even if you do trade him. I I need a first rounder plus a a really interesting young piece, I think.
2: Yeah, or you could get multiple picks. You know, it doesn't have to be a player back. It could be a first this year or second year after. You know, you always see trades like that. The, the only problem when you're giving up these type of players to contending teams is you're probably getting a late first round mm-hmm. pick. And so right. those late picks, while they're going to still be valuable, obviously, you know, you're still going to get good players. It's just not like you're getting, OK, I'm trading Keenan out and I'm guaranteed Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, it doesn't yeah, no. work that way. You know, so just understand when you're making those type of deals. Um, I agree with you, Chris. It's it's I, I took over a 10 team Dynasty League team that was absolutely atrocious. I <laughs> cut every player on the team except for. Kirk Cousins, Marquise Brown, David Montgomery, and I traded Najee Harris and Tyler Lockett for a first-round pick. And then I just traded – and I started out 2-0. I just lost my first game with an all-rookie <laughs> team because Tank Dell was great. And yeah. Adams, <laughs> and, you know, I just got lucky with a few of these guys, and I still had Cousins. But I just traded Cousins and Marquise Brown for a first-round pick, and I'm just like, you know what, screw it. I, I don't want to try and ruin my chances of really rebuilding this team. Um, but it's going to be frustrating.
4: It's su- It just, it sucks. Yeah, I Like we were doing it with the, the YOLO IDP league that I do yeah. with, with Heath and a bunch of the guys. I don't think either you or, or Dan, you're in that one, right? Um, yep. Yeah. I took over a very bad team in that. Uh, was struggling. Like Heath for like two years was just fielding bench lineups. Yeah. And I just like, I find that now so he's like, he, he, Oh yeah. His team's good now. And he had a good time with it. But like the idea of that for me, just like drives me crazy. I just, I, I can't, I don't have the, the the willpower to sit through that
2: you know it's funny though so i i trade those two guys and i I, i'm like i'm starting an all rookie lineup except for one player the one player that i did not start was a rookie is david montgomery i'm (laughs) gonna win again because yeah (laughs) so this is the thing
3: with me though like i i talked about with heath a bunch on on fft dynasty like I'm I'm either going for it or I'm not, and if I'm committing to the rebuild, I need to get rid of these players because I need to make sure that what's happening to Jamie is not happening to me in a draft class like this. For example, like in a Superflex league, I'm in, I committed to it, I I went full Heath and I've traded Pollard, I've traded Tyreek Hill, Alexander Madison, George Kittle, and now I'm leaning toward trying to find partners for DeAndre Swift, D- Darren Waller, basically everything I have left because. I want to make sure I get Caleb Williams right now. I'm in last I'm last in points. But if I start winning games, because some yep. of these guys like David Montgomery put up 35, I'm losing Caleb Williams. It's really like the NFL draft to me, because if I don't get Caleb Williams, that's, it's all went to crap. Like the right, whole thing is ruined. Tank. Like, yep. yeah,
2: exactly. So you got to make sure I don't like the
3: in-between that much. in Dinosaur. I, I, I mean, will say, uh, or, yeah.
2: you, you saved me. Uh, I remember last year cause you were going full tank. And I offered you a second-round pick for Allen Robinson. Yes. You said, I'm going to hold out. I want to see
3: what happens in <laughs> No, I thought he'd have more value in season. Such a bad take. Such a bad take.
2: <laughs> so I appreciate that. You saved me a you You're a welcome. Well, you know what it turned out to be, by the way. You're going to hate this as well. Oh, no. Sam Laporta.
3: Oh, God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. From Russ, he needs to get rid of one of his quarterbacks. Just picked up Justin Fields and has Tua and anthony richardson so he would like to trade one who is the best to keep for the rest of the season so you got those three quarter i think we answered this during the week as well so you got three quarterbacks you only start one it's not a not a super flex or two qb league so chris if you have these three guys who are you keeping and who are you trying to trade uh
4: that that's really tough because fields and richardson i think are probably at the bottom of their value while well, two i don't necessarily think he's at the top of his value but obviously we know it's not a question of performance it's a question of whether he can stay healthy so Tua is definitely going to have the most value. And I think you'd be fine at QB with Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson moving forward. I do think they're both going to be starting caliber quarterbacks. So, yeah, if you can move Tua, who I, I think is a top five QB as long as he's healthy, if you can move him, you probably need to get a borderline RB or, or wide receiver one for him if you can. But yeah, I, I think I'd be looking to move Tua just in terms of where everyone is. But If you want to wait until after this week, if Richardson and Fields have good games, you know, it might make more sense to hold out for a couple more days and and try to move one of those guys.
2: Right. I think he's just a little bit of a roster crunch. But look, the the, the value I I wouldn't say Richardson's value is is that low. I know he's coming off the concussion, but I mean, he was on his way to a monster game in week two against Houston. He had a Mm -hmm. great week one against Jacksonville. I think everybody can see the upside. So. You might be able to just make a mid-level trade for Richardson and still alleviate some concerns for your team and, and maybe help yourself out. Obviously, Tua is more of the blockbuster. It's very difficult to trade Justin Fields right now. If right. he has the game I think he's going to have, then, then maybe just wait, like Chris said, if you can just hold on one more week and see what happens. All right, AJ wants to know. Uh, he's asking, Dear Randy, Wesley, Julian, and Robert. Dan, I know you have no idea who those
4: are, right? Give me the names one more time.
2: Randy, oh. Wesley, Julian, and Robert. Chris, do you know?
4: Yeah. No. I those know. are the the proper names of like what the those that would have been like the 2008 Patriots probably, 2009 maybe. I'm thinking a little no, no, Randy Moss,
2: Wes Welker. Randy or,
4: Moss, Wes Welker, Julia, or oh. just Patriots wide receivers or Patriots pass catchers? Who's Robert Gronk? Robert Gronkowski. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, probably
2: good. Wow. Good job, Chris. Did him right, and Randy Moss overlap? That was nice, Chris. Uh, uh I don't believe Gronk and Welker and Moss played together. Obviously okay. Gronk and edelman play together
4: yeah
2: uh half ppr chris hunter henry or david njoku
4: Ooh, uh njoku
2: yeah with the shoulder injury with watson and the matchup against the ravens i'm gonna go henry uh sam wants to know i don't even have a question but i had to give dan some crap for his most outlandish claim yet herbert (laughs) has photographic memory because yes he's a biomen major come on man i was just coming around to you but this seal's the deal as adam as the funniest and most athletic and <laughs> best care i guess while i'm here who should i try to trade from this big batch of running backs and who should i target in a 10 team uh ppr it says zero ppr i'm gonna assume it's maybe forgot the half i don't know uh deandre swift david montgomery raheem Mostert, james connor or roshan johnson so who would you trade of those guys assuming that you can still trade montgomery
3: i probably look to trade montgomery at this point right
4: I do wonder if Swift's perceived value might be oh, more than Swift. his actual value because he's looked so good in that offense. And then the actual fantasy production, these two games has just been okay. You know, I guess he did. Did he get a touchdown in week three or Swift? week two?
3: No, just a lot he of yards. He scored yet. So it's yeah. like,
4: Oh no, no, he did score.
3: Uh, did he score week two, week oh, three? He DeAndre yeah. yeah.
2: He's yet to score. So okay. yeah. So he is right now the, the trap back on steroids because he's yeah. been <laughs> unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Not really catching passes. No. He's in on every goal line play, but he's pushing his quarterback <laughs> yeah. into the end. Zone.
4: Yeah, I saw yeah. Adam tweeted he's been tackled at the one yard line three times. And every single time, Jalen Hurts has scored a touchdown immediately yeah, after. Yeah, so there,
2: there's there's a lot to love about DeAndre Swift, but given his injury history, and look, he between him and Montgomery, they have, the, well, I guess most of all these guys have huge trade value, except for Roshon Johnson. So what I would probably do is I would, I like to do this a lot whenever I see a team like, you know, lost dobbins and chubb and you know dealing with maybe jonathan taylor or barkley or eckler and these things i'll say here's these five running backs make me an offer because you need help you got x y here's what i want here's these five running backs let's see if we make a deal you know so put it on the other manager or managers and if you don't like the deal then you counter yourself you know but Mm -hmm. if you're unsure about which one of these guys to trade because you can make pros and cons for all of them that's certainly something you can do and just alleviate that all right uh from uh, jed from the city of destiny Dan, where's the city of destiny,
3: the city of destiny, the city of destiny, uh, destiny, Idaho.
2: <laughs> Chris, do you know uh, obviously
4: it's obviously Destin, Florida, Destin, uh, Florida. Okay. Sit. One, actually it looks like it's a pop. AJ Brown,
2: Brown CD lamb, Jalen Waddle, Puka Nakua, Javante Williams, non PPR. Chris, who are you sitting?
4: Uh, Javante. I feel like that's a pretty easy call. In non-PPR, though. In non-PPR, yeah. Yeah, because he's he's not really running the ball particularly well right now, so he he's still a little reliant on a couple of catches every week. I, I I feel much better about the rest of those guys. Dan, you agree? Give me the names again, Jamie, and then check the chat.
2: AJ Brown, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Puka Nakua, and Javante Williams.
3: And I have to sit one? Sit one. I'm going to sit Javante.
2: The only thing is, is he's got Chicago this week. Yeah, I know, oh, I man. know. I might sit Puka just because in non PPR we saw what the downside could be last week, where it's five for seventy-two. We still got seven targets, was still fine. I think Javante scores. I'm going to sit Puka in non PPR. All right, we'll get to uh, our buddy Greg's going to join us in a second. In after get through these emails, um, Tanner wants to know: Dear Rod, Kevin, Dave, and Rico, Chris, you know those are
4: those are, are those just famous fictional football players? Rod Tidwell. Rod Tidwell rico from uncle rico from that's that's all i've got those are the (laughs) only two that that's
2: seems good enough to me all right what are your thoughts on scoring six points for a special teams player touchdown i like the idea of rewarding the player for such a great play but i'll see where you can double counting the touchdown between the player and the dst so there are leagues that you can get points for special teams players for return yards and return touchdowns uh do you guys like playing in those leagues
4: I feel okay. like return touchdowns is pretty standard, not return yards. But like if Marvin Mims, you know, I, I feel like most leagues that I play in, he would have you gotten the the six points for that, right. at least because I I did have to start him in one league last <laughs> week Um and it worked out because of that.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, think I'm, it's fine. I'm OK with it. I prefer leagues that don't play with kickers and defenses. So that's where I'm at with this whole thing. <laughs>
2: All right, let's jump around here a little bit Uh from Diggly Piggly. The other day, Azer and Dan were bantering about what the best '90s comedies was. '90s comedy was, obviously, it was Seinfeld. Then Dan started talking. It occurred to me that I've never seen a picture of Dan and only listened to the podcast. I picture Dan as looking like Costanza's dad. I cannot get <laughs> that out of my mind, and I don't want to see what Dan looks like so that I can relish this for a while. That being said, Dan is a fantastic ad to the show. Please keep him around. So, Chris, you've seen Dan. You see him right now. Does he look like uh, George Costanza's father?
4: <laughs> no. No, no, probably not even a young version of George Costanza's father. So no, I I, that it's always so funny when we get emails like this, where people like. Try to guess what we look like based on what we sound like, and it's like I maybe my brain doesn't do that. So I I just like I I find that so interesting when people send it in because they're usually really off and I find that fascinating.
3: When I listen to podcasts, it's a similar thing for me. Like, I, I guess my brain does work like that, Chris, because whenever I listen to po- some of my favorite podcasts and I finally see the people, I'm always I always I'm like, oh, that's what that person looks like. I don't I wouldn't have thought like I always have some feeling idea in my head of what they might look like. Um, so I do understand that. But uh, no, thankfully, I don't look like George Costanza's dad, because then I would have no shot of beating Adam Azer <laughs> in any kind of physical competition, with the exception of Festivus and yeah, feet strength, you know, feet
2: yeah, so Uh, all right. Chris from Denver wants to know 10 team non PPR start one Najee Harris, Roshan Johnson, Brian Robinson, Dan, which way you going with, uh, the running back there, non PPR.
3: This is crazy. Maybe sounding Jamie, but I'm going Roshan Johnson. I love the matchup, obviously Denver. And I love what I'm seeing lately with the split between Roshan and Khalil Herbert. And I don't see why that's not going to continue in that direction. So, Give me Roshan Johnson here. And I don't feel bad about benching Najee Harris, someone I didn't draft anywhere, anywhere. And and, and anyway, and who is the other back?
2: Uh, Brian Robinson.
3: Yeah, I don't want to play Brian Robinson against Philly and have a bad negative game script. So, yeah, go on Roshan.
4: Do you know that, which running back leads the NFL in percentage of carries that have gone for 15-plus yards this season? It's not Roshan, is it? It has to it's be. Not, it's basically. Najee Harris.
3: Oh, it's Najee Harris. Sure, like I just
4: I think that's the funniest stat yeah. of
3: the first three games in the NFL. It season. is it is actually and surprising, by the way. I didn't really see that coming. But also like it's Najee Harrison's this the Steelers offense just it's hard for me to get behind Matt Canada offense. I know they looked a little better against the Raiders, but the Raiders they're supposed to look a lot better against, not yeah. a little better against. And it's
2: another good matchup this week for the Steelers as well yeah. against the Texans. So just keep that in mind. But yeah, I think if you're looking for the most upside, it could be Roshan. I, I hope for both the Steelers and the and the um Bears we may see a changing of the guard at some point soon where it's Jalen Warren and, and Roshan Johnson getting the majority of work although Adam did bring up a Jacob Gibbs tweet on the Friday morning show that apparently whenever it's been some net neutral situations where the Bears are seven points or less I think it is um Khalil Herbert's dominating playing time. And as Dave joked, he said, so the six plays that that's happened, <laughs> um, Khalil Herbert's been better. So take that for what it's worth. And Chris uh, from Denver has a good dad joke for us. He says, what's the difference between someone riding a bicycle wearing pajamas and someone riding a unicycle in a tuxedo? I got nothing. I had not tired. <laughs> nice good one. Michael wants to know grade the trade PPR league traded away Kenneth Gainwell and Elijah Moore got back Rashad White and Deontay Johnson
4: I think that's probably an a I, I think Gainwell is just yeah. just a guy and I don't think Elijah Moore is going to be too useful so I'd rather bad on the upside when Deontay gets back that's I fine yeah, I'll I'll take
3: a b-plus just because I'm not high on I'm not too high on on either of those two players, but I agree they have more
2: upside. All right, Brian wants to know, start two of these players, Cortland Sutton, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Jacoby Myers, Garrett Wilson, and Tutu Atwell, although he says he would like to avoid Tutu Atwell. So start two of Cortland Sutton, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Jacoby Myers, Garrett Wilson, Tutu Atwell.
3: Dan? Um, He doesn't want to do Atwell, so I'm not going to give him Atwell. One more time, I'm going to need those names.
2: Cortland Sutton, T. Higgins, Tyler Lockett, Jacoby Myers, Garrett Wilson.
3: I'll go with Higgins and Lockett here. Lockett to me is an obvious one against the Giants. Good matchup for him. Giants pass even has been brutal. He also had a pretty good game against them last time. As far as Higgins, I'm just going to play the matchup here and hope for and hope that Burrow is healthier. I just love the matchup and I like it. I also like the narrative here. I think Higgins had a lot of bad press after last game and I just think they're going to look
4: to get him the ball early. Chris? Yeah, the opportunities have been there the past two weeks for Higgins. So yeah, I'll go with him and Lockett.
2: Makes sense. All right, last one and then we'll take a break. Joey wants to know in full PPR, do I start Puka Nakua or Nico Collins if Debo Samuel is out? So he's going to start Samuel if he plays. Makes sense. But would you go with Puka Nakua or Nico in full PPR? Chris.
4: Puka's a top 10 wide receiver for me. Yeah, I'm at I'm and at a matchup. Higher. I'm at a matchup
3: proof point with Puka. I just like his involvement so much in the offense. And there's so few receivers to me that I look at on the weekly slate and I'm like, yeah, that guy's involved that in that regard, in that offense. And with that kind of involvement means a lot of targets. So two, two yards short of a touchdown last week, right? Right, right.
2: Yes. But also got saved by a 37 yard reception yeah. at the end of the game. when True. He really did not do much prior to that. But yes, I think in PPR, Puka is better than Nico as much as I like Nico. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Greg is going to join us, our special guest from St. Jude. So hang right here with us, and we'll be right back.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
5: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
2: All right, let's welcome on our buddy here, Greg. I don't want to butcher your last name, so I'm going to let you say it, but Greg was one of our St. Jude donors and he, uh, He's joining us now here on the Mailbag. He's our surprise guest. So, Greg, say your last name for us, and we appreciate your time and your effort and your energy in uh, donating to St. Jude. And we uh, appreciate you joining us here on our fr- Friday Mailbag on Fantasy Football today.
6: Thanks, Jamie. It's pronounced me Sally, and, uh, and I appreciate you guys having me on the show today. So, Greg, where are you from?
2: I live in New Jersey. Okay, so you're dealing with the uh, the weather concerns also. Now, do you share Dan's sentiment that New Jersey is the greatest state in the history of states? <laughs>
6: Listen, you can go, you can be in farm country and visit the cows and the horses in one moment. You could be at the Jersey Shore within a couple hours. You can be, you know, looking at the New York City skyline. So what do you think, Dan?
3: Skiing, mountains for hiking. We've got it all. We've got food, the best food you can find everywhere. I mean, look, New York's up there, too. I'm putting New York in the mix as well. But like all these other states. Oh,
4: New York City's in the mix. Yeah, it's in the mix. (laughs) New Jersey. Oh,
2: thanks. Uh, well, Greg, we we appreciate that. Uh, as you see, Don has already said you're the GOAT. And again, we really appreciate your uh, your donation to St. Jude and you know everybody who donated as well. So, uh, Greg, you'll join us in answering some questions here. We appreciate it. We're on now to our Apple Podcast questions. Again, you can leave us a question on Apple Podcast. Make sure you give us a five-star review, and we will do our best to answer your questions from there as well. So, Antar the Brave wants to know. He's convinced Adam's takes are strictly for likes. So Adam is (laughs) just doing this, pandering to the crowd. Uh, But he would like to trade Zach Moss for George Kittle in a non-PPR league. And he's on the fence about that. He has Jake Ferguson as a replacement. So Greg, first answer to you, would you rather have Zach Moss or George Kittle, knowing that if you do move on from Kittle, you have Jake Ferguson as a replacement?
6: so all things being equal, you're definitely uh, you're definitely losing, I, you know, a tight end there. I think you know Love's looking solid, maybe except for last night, but I think Moss is the home run hitter. Uh, if if uh, JT doesn't come back or he gets traded, Moss could could be a league winner. He looks great, and in a non PPR, I mean, he's you know you'd rather have the the stud running back than the stud receiver or tight end. So, yeah.
4: yeah. It's, it's tough, man, because Zach Moss is like, if Jonathan, like we've already gone through this process with Jonathan Taylor, where we're just like, all right, Jonathan Taylor's going to be back soon. We don't have to worry about anything. And then he went on the pup list and missed the first four games of the season. And like, now I'm just assuming, oh yeah, he'll be back next week or or maybe week six, it'll be fine. But we don't actually know. We've gotten almost zero updates about this. So. It's, it's definitely scary in a vacuum. I, I think I'd rather have Kittle than Moss, but Moss does have significant upside that that makes me scared. The, the problem is I, I'm just not in on Jake Ferguson. I think he's looked bad. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he started to lose playing time in that offense. Um, and I just the Cowboys offense kind of kind of boring right now. Lowest average depth of target in the NFL. It's so really hard to judge slow. Yeah, for. they've only played one
2: competitive game. Right, and and in that game they did it without their offensive line being at full yeah. strength. So you know, look, are, are they ever going to be fully healthy? It's hard to say. Uh, I think though, if you have enough running back depth and you can afford to trade Zach Moss to get what George Kittle, as we know, has looked like at times, it's not a bad move to make. So you know, that's just something you have to keep in mind. Uh, I think I kind of read that a little bit tricky. He Tricky, he does. He's trading Zach. He has Zach Moss. He's trading for George Kittle. Right now he has Jake Ferguson on his team. Uh, Tyler from Santa Barbara wants to know, grade the trade in full PPR, traded Keenan Allen, TJ Hawkinson, and Alvin Kamara for Justin Jefferson and Darren Waller. So gave up Allen, Hawkinson, Kamara, got back Jefferson and Waller. Greg, what do you think?
6: Well, first of all, I thought you said Luke Musgrave in that last question, so I want to apologize. I saw your face, Jamie, and you, you looked shocked. So uh <laughs> Gosh, what do they say that you, you'd rather have the best player versus some very good parts? I mean, mm-hmm. so if you go, if you go with that, then I think you got to stay with uh, Jefferson uh, unless you buy into the whole uh, Kirk Cousins being traded angle. So it's it's a tough one. Um, I like the pieces there, but uh, but Jefferson is so hard to replace.
2: So uh, Dan, would you trade right now straight up mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson for Keenan Allen and T.J. Hawkinson? No. You like Jefferson I, better?
3: Yeah, I'm losing Jefferson and all I'm getting is Hawkinson and Keenan Allen. No shot.
2: Well, you mean you say all you're getting is Hawkinson and Keenan yeah. Allen? It's like
3: it's a lot, it's a lot in the surface, but it's also like, is Keenan Allen gonna come down to earth? Is Keenan Allen gonna regress at all? Is Keenan Allen gonna get injured at all with an injury history and an age? And is TJ Hawkinson? I'm not a T I've never been a TJ Hawkinson guy. So am I just supposed to just believe that like he had two touchdowns, one was garbage time two weeks ago, and I know it's inflating his stats. I just I find I find those two too hard at like i'm getting justin jefferson the best player in fantasy football i don't care about what i'm giving up to get him almost especially if it's guys that i think have chance to regress from a touchdown standpoint i just want to say by the way greg love your accent by the way that is true that is thick jersey accent and i absolutely love it
6: it's a north accent
3: oh Chris, yeah give me great on the trade and that's the north jersey by the way i always make i want people to listening to know just so we know there's north jersey there's South Jersey. The governor's recently said there's Central Jersey. Some This is a big debate for New Jersey, and some people believe in it. Some people don't. But all I know is you got to get north to get to the good part of Jersey.
2: All right. You guys can
4: uh, call each other and
2: talk about Jersey.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Chris, give me just, just a grade.
4: Uh, B minus. He's B-. getting Jefferson. So, yeah, I think he he wins the trade, but it's not a slam dunk. Okay. A.
2: Uh, By the way, Deshaun Watson officially listed as questionable. So just keep that in mind for the Browns, for Amari Cooper, for Elijah Moore, and for Jerome Ford. And go see if DTR is available in Superflex or two quarterback leagues. Uh, Jeezy wants to know, I traded Sam Howell and Zach Moss for Anthony Richardson and Chuba Hubbard in one trade. Second trade was Waller and Gabe Davis for A.J. Brown. What trade was better? So trade one, giving up Sam Howell and Zach Moss for Anthony Richardson and Chuba Hubbard. Trade two, Darren Waller. And Gabe Davis for AJ Brown. Greg.
6: Uh I think I'd say both were slam dunks on the Richardson and uh AJ Brown side. I I don't know. You know, like I said, the we you know, moss becoming a league winner notwithstanding. I, I think Richardson's gonna have a great year and uh and AJ Brown. I, I think it's almost what we just said about Jefferson. You're you're getting the best player and you're giving up uh parts. So
2: the A.J. Brown one feels like the easy winner mm-hmm. of those deals. So I, I don't I don't want to discount that one to say which one was better. But you're giving up Zach Moss. you know, And so if Sam Howell was your only quarterback, then really you're stuck. So trading Zach Moss against Anthony Richardson, I hope, is is, is a significant upgrade. But did you give up the best player in that deal, though, with Zach Moss, knowing that he could be the guy right. for the Colts rest of the way? Chris, how do you feel about that?
4: Or he's got this week and that's it. And then he barely matters the rest of the way. You know, that that's also very much. That might be the likeliest outcome. If not, you know, it might be 51%, but yeah, I I think both trades are, are wins for you, but definitely the Richardson one is riskier. If Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back, you know, Zach Moss does look like a a really solid high end RB two moving forward.
2: All right. Sam wants to know pick two wide receivers and a quarterback, half PPR, four points for passing touchdowns. Garrett Wilson, Jerry Judy, Tyler Lockett, Joshua Palmer. So let's start there with the two wide receivers. So Garrett Wilson, Jerry Judy, Tyler Lockett, Joshua Palmer. Greg, who are you going with?
6: Uh I God, that's tough. I think Palmer for sure, just because he's tethered to, you know, quarterback and knows how to chuck it. Um I don't know. I got this weird feeling on uh on um Garrett Wilson. I, I know his quarterback is uh, you know you know, terrible, especially being from the, uh, from the area, but uh, you know, he, he's an 80 order uh, touchdown at any moment. Um, so I, I think I'd, uh, I take the upside shot there with Garrett Wilson and, and, and definitely with uh, Palmer.
2: Dan, who are you going with? I'm going
3: with Lockett, my favorite play out of this group. And, and then it gets a little tougher. I think I'm willing to give Palmer a shot as well here. Um, I just love the matchup. I think the Raiders defenses, especially Patrick Graham right now, former Giants defensive coordinator, like he has no talent on the back end and they're just playing a certain style of defense that's very soft in zone. And I just think that could be great for for Palmer to get going.
2: Chris, same thing.
4: I'd go with Judy over Palmer, but I agree on Lockett.
2: Yeah, I think Lockett to me is the safest of the group. And I, so I, I,
4: <laughs> oh, I who put I, I that know, one up.
2: Oh, Uh-oh, What is that?
3: Who put that? Is that you sack on the back end trying to troll me the cosmic realm? I've been watching the stream for a few years, still waiting to hear a good take from Dan. Oh, you want to hear a good take? You can go back and find a lot of them. Like I was drafting David Montgomery over Jameer Gibbs. Go find that one.
2: <laughs> defensive dan on the can um a couple of uh, injury notes coming through we talked about these already so deshaun watson questionable miles sanders questionable again keep an eye on those situations if you do see chuba hubbard available might not be a bad idea to pick him up and then dtr and Superflex in two quarterback leagues uh Sam's second part of the question wants to know joe burrow justin fields is anybody comfortable enough to start joe burrow over fields at this point knowing his injury concerns
4: I've got Phil drank ahead right now for, for this week. Rest of yep. season, I'd still take Burrow. Yep. Yeah, I just think matchup. Yep, same. Okay, Matchup-wise. Oh, I did a
2: yep,
3: same. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I made it 42 minutes without one of them. Uh,
2: From Needing an Answer. Uh, am I crazy for considering playing Roshan Johnson over Josh Jacobs? I think we're all going to say yes, as much as we like Josh uh, Roshan Johnson. Stick with Josh Jacobs. Uh, From Gambino Mafia. Grade the trade. Give up T. Higgins and Puka Nakua. Get Jamar Chase. So, Greg, are you selling the two players, the two parts, to get the superstar? And the two parts have been pretty good in T. Higgins and Poopin Ducou.
6: Uh, I think I'm taking the Jamar side of that. I mean, either side, you're you're uh, attached to uh, to Burrow. So, uh, if he goes down, you're you're a loser either way. So, I, I think I'd rather be a loser, you know, with my ship sinking with Jamar than than the other two folks.
2: Dan, do you agree?
3: This one's close for me just because I love Puka (laughs) and I think he could literally Mm -hmm. be a league winner and I don't want to lose that piece, but I have to keep in mind, like Sean McVay finally gave us a positive outlook on Cooper cup. I guess you could call it positive. I mean, for me, it was positive just because I was like, until I heard Sean McVay say that I was like, this Cooper cup thing could be a lot longer than people realize. Now I kind of feel like he's progressing well, could come right off IR and play. So I'm willing to take the gamble because of Cooper cups, recent, you know, potential health, better health coming.
2: All right, Zach, I'm going to give you your homework assignment because this is our last question before our next break. (laughs) And then we got to get some YouTube questions in. So start finding the best YouTube questions. But this is from the fantasy baller. He wants us to grade the trade half PPR. Give up CD Lamb, Brees Hall, and Traylon Burks. Get Josh Jacobs, Tyler Lockett, and Zay Flowers. So we're giving up CD Lamb, Brees Hall, and Traylon Burks, getting Josh Jacobs, Tyler Lockett, and Zay Flowers. How do you feel about that one, Greg?
6: I'm gonna go with the Lamb Hall side of the trade. I almost don't care who the third part is there because Lamb I know is a stud. Greg and Hall, fix
2: your connection. Your connection's a little bit off. So Chris, how oh. do you feel about that that trade? Um CD Lamb, Brees Hall, and Traylon Burks getting Josh Jacobs, Tyler Lockett, and Zay Flowers.
4: I, I think it's razor thin. I, I think both sides are very, very close. I, I think I lean the Jacobs side, but Lamb and Hall is a ton of upside if if Hall figures things out. And I, I feel pretty good that he will. So I don't have a strong lean either way. Actually, I'm going to talk myself into the C.D. Lamb, Brees Hall side. I think the Hall upside. There you go. Greg Greg yeah. giving us a little note. There you go. I'm, I'm with Greg on this
3: one. I like the Lamb Hall side for sure. I'm not thrilled about what I'm going to get from Hall rest of season with that crappy situation. He's got at quarterback and the battle line, but I'm taking lamb. I mean, I, I, I'm a little different with you guys on Jacobs. I'm, I'm very off on Josh Jacobs. I don't see too much of a path towards success where they're just going to stack boxes the entire year and play no too high safety and just play middle of field close with everyone by the line of scrimmage. And it just seems like that offense is dead with Jimmy Garoppolo to me. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm sorry, Aiden O'Connell can reignite that offense, but it feels like he's not playing. I, I think they're going to go to Hoyer first. So I'm just off all Jacobs.
2: I get that side of it. But when I look at this, you might be getting three starters for one. Yes. And, you know, we like, you talk about crappy situation for Jacobs. I mean, it feels like it's much worse for Brees Hall because he's not a hundred percent. And sure. While Lamb is by far the best player, Traylon Burks, you're cutting almost essentially when you're trading for him. And if Zay Flowers shows you two of the three games he's been productive in, mm-hmm. in PPR, I don't know. I would take that side of it just because I'm getting three pieces for one, essentially, because I just can't trust Brees Hall moving forward. All right, we're going to take our last break here. When we come back and get some of your YouTube questions, please make sure you're hitting the like button. We really appreciate that as well. And uh, we hope Greg's connection is back. Greg, just say something so we know you're good. Hey, Jamie. There you go. You're good. All right. So we're going to take a break and then Zach's going to pop up some questions. So stick with us right here on fantasy football
1: today. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative legal and administrative and customer support at Robert half. We know talent, visit roberthalf.com today.
2: All right, we're back. All right, Zach, let's go pop up those questions. We don't know what's coming. Surprise us. Adrian wants to know he's got Raheem Mostert and Devon A. Chan. Should you play both dolphins running backs? How do you feel about that? Greg?
6: I'm actually doing that in one of my leagues this week. I'm not sure it's a great idea. But if you sit one of them, first of all, you don't know which one to sit. And second of all, if you sit the wrong one, you're going to go to bed Sunday <laughs> night, sick to your stomach. So
4: that's my I just, answer. I just wish the first game after a Chan's breakout wasn't against the Bills. I know. I'm worried what we've seen with the Bills against the Dolphins. The Bills, the Dolphins offense is going to get their points. But like we saw, I think it was week three last year, maybe week two. The Bills ran like 93 plays and the Dolphins ran 45. I'm That's what we've seen in this Mike McDaniels matchup with uh, the Bills is Dolphins offense has been pretty good, but the Bills have dominated time of possession. I worry about volume. Bills are my favorite team to stack in DFS because of that this week. Um, I, I have them both ranked as top 24 running backs, so I think it's perfectly viable to start both of them, but... I do worry that it might be like they're splitting 19 touches this week instead of 30.
3: I am. Yeah, go ahead, Jamie. Okay. Then. I was just going to say the one thing I want to consider for that is because it was a good, I looked at the exact matchup too, Chris. Cause the only time we saw healthy to it mm-hmm. in that matchup. And I will say this about that situation. It's a big change that the dolphins made from a schematic standpoint, bringing in Fangio this year. Mm-hmm. And it changes everything about that. And I don't think that bills are going to be able to have that similar kind of not only game plan, but just game script where they're just controlling the ball the whole time against Fangio from what I've seen, how he's coordinated that defense this year and called it. So I think that's one thing. Cause I was worried about that too, Chris, and it led to a really weird score. It was like 2019 or something. Or weren't, yeah, it
4: wasn't. Yeah. A- was well, that was the weird game where it was like 110 degrees on the field and the Bears, like Stefan Diggs, was cramping several oh, times in yeah. the game. It was just a weird game too.
3: Right. So I don't know if it'll be this, just like that game, but it did scare me a little bit. Um, so, yeah, go ahead, Jamie.
4: No, as I was gonna say
2: the other factor is we saw a huge spike in the running back targets and production in the it's- passing game for those guys, and Jalen Waddle was missing. And so now Waddle is back. So yeah. will they be more, you know, dist- the, the target distribution be a little bit different? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, look, it's hard to get away from those two guys. I think the biggest thing for me is running back stinks right now. And you got yeah. two guys coming off uh, combined 90 PPR points, you know, so... Whatever literally, you want to take off. But of that. also,
4: that literally was literally the best game ever by two teammates in fantasy, P- in PPR yeah. scoring <laughs> in fantasy ever. Yep.
3: I mean, you would have scored over 200 points if you just started the Dolphins last, last week in <laughs> fantasy. Like no one else on your team <laughs> but the Dolphins, which is insane. Right. Um, and their offensive I, lines getting healthy. So, yeah. Right. But I think, Jamie, you made a great point. I just want to close on this because it is a really good point. When I watched the film of that game, because we did it for Beyond the Box score, there was a ton of pony package, which is both A-chain, A-chan, and start on the field with A-chan coming in motion. And that, I just don't, you're right, like with Waddle back, that may not happen at the same rate or anywhere close because you can't, it's a numbers game. Like Can you have two backs on the field at once when you also have Waddle in the mix? So that is a concern for me.
2: I'm sure, no, Mike McDaniel will have plenty of opportunities for both these guys, and it's been such a great offense, so you can start them both, yes. All right, next question, Zach. Uh, is anybody going to watch the Disney version of the Jaguar game? <laughs> I'm going to so I'm curious if they are actually all animated and what they will look like while playing Chris you're the anime guy so what would you be doing well you read
3: that wrong he said I am blind so I'm curious if they're actually all animated oh
2: I am blind oh I'm sorry let me read that again I apologize (laughs) is anyone going to watch the Disney version of the Jaguar game I am blind so I'm curious if they are actually all animated and what they look like while playing
4: They did this for a hockey game last year. I think one of the winter classic games, maybe. I don't know if you guys, I actually watched a little bit of it just because I wanted to see what it looked like. And there were some technical glitches. There were some times when, you know, the tracking software just led to a player spinning in in the same spot for a few seconds. But now I want to watch because of that. It it was it was neat. I don't know. I I feel like football might be easier because it's, you know, not as much constant motion. Um but, yeah, I'll, I'll turn it on for for a couple of plays. It, it looks like a good time. I don't know. I, I'm here for the fun antics.
3: Yeah, you sold me on that with the fact that it could be glitching. Now I'm in.
6: <laughs> Greg? Uh, Chris is way smarter than me, so I'm just going to defer to Chris's answer and go with whatever he said.
2: Smart answer. All right, next question. Uh, going with uh, Jerome Ford and Damian Pierce this week, benching Najee Harris, and my screwed at running back. So, Greg, uh, of these three, which two would you be playing?
6: Uh, I I think he's got it right. I think Najee looks like he's got uh, you know led led blocks around his feet. A little New Jersey term there, and uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm you know I think Ford and Pierce can explode, and we've been waiting for this for years from Najee. I I, I just don't know if he has it in him. Hate saying it, but that's that's where I'm at with Najee.
4: Chris. Yeah, my rankings 25 through 27, Damian Pierce, Jerome Ford, Najee Harris. I absolutely love when we get questions like that where it's the answer is just three guys in a row in my rankings. It's like <laughs> I have them ranked in that order. So yeah, sit Najee Harris. I have zero degree of confidence about any of those three guys. Yeah, I I think I would
3: bench Ford if if Watson doesn't play, and I would play Ford if Watson plays.
2: Uh, I could sign off on that, although Damian Pierce has been atrocious. Terrible. I actually like Najee better than Pierce.
3: I guess I could say that too because I don't have any degree of confidence at all in Pierce. Yeah.
2: All right. Glad we helped you, Chris. Next question. (laughs) 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 Uh, PPR pick three among the matchups of death. Joe Mixon, James Conner, Ramondre Stevenson, Zach Moss, and Alvin Kamara. Not all these are matchups of death, so I wouldn't necessarily put it all in that. Uh, Which category. ones
3: would you consider matchups of death? Definitely Mixon, right? And that funnel defense Mixon funnel.
2: and, and obviously Connor just because San Francisco is so good, but right. he really has been somewhat matchup proof. Um, I don't view the bucks as that same matchup anymore. Definitely okay. don't view the Rams that way. And the Cowboys, I guess could be a tough matchup, but we really, again, haven't seen them tested to this level. And we saw James, Con- not, not that the Patriots have a, a, a tremendous offense, but, um, James Connor just had some success against them last week too. So, all right, Greg, which three in PPR are you going with?
6: Uh, you know, I'm going to defer to the rest of you guys, but I'm going to pull one guy out for sure who I would not be starting. That would be Connor for the reasons you just said. I, if I'm the Niners, I try to clamp down on on the running game and let uh, you know let Dobbs beat me if he can.
3: I am going to go here with Kamara for sure. He's probably actually my favorite player of this group in a full PPR as, as, as Gary went over. I... Did not. I, one of the guys I watched because they wanted me to for but beyond the box score and it was painful was Ramondre Stevenson. There are big issues with that Patriots running game right now. They are not blocking the way they used to, and that for years was a given. You know, we had no matter what Patriots could block the run. Now I'm not so sure. So he's a definite bench for me. I'm going to go Kamara, Mixon. We don't feel confident about, but I'll go with Mixon and Moss.
4: I actually there, just give me three names. Yeah, Mixon, Etienne, and Kamara. No, no ETN in there. Oh, Chris just made, made of a player. Yeah, <laughs> can't go uh, I don't ETN. know why I saw ETN I'd love there. to go with ETN. Uh, Mixon, Camara, and Moss, yes.
2: I'm going to go with McCaffrey, Pollard, and Bijan. <laughs> yeah, <no, those,
4: laughs> yeah, and Bijan, yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Camara. Moss, to me, is the, my favorite of the group. I'm going to go Moss, Camara, and Connor. I just can't trust Mixon against the Titans, and yeah. Remondre struggling a little bit. All right, let's go with uh, three more questions, Zach. All right, I need a flex from the Cynical Emperor Kyron Williams or Jalen Waddle already has Bijan Robinson, James Cook, Keenan Allen, and Puka as must-starts. So, Greg, are you going with Kyron Williams or Jalen Waddle here in the flex? Let's assume it's PPR. Uh,
6: Yeah, I want the guy who's going to be touching the ball the most, and uh, I I think that's Kyron. Although I love Waddle, I I think Kyron's the guy. Chris?
4: Yeah, I think you've already got Jalen Waddle as a must-start as well, so I'd go with him over Kyron. Yeah, I'm, I'm also. I don't I can't bench Waddle, but I do think
3: Chris. Had, I mean, I'm sorry. I do think Greg had a good point, though, like mm-hmm. chase volume whenever you can. So we could be wrong about this. They just have a tough time benching Waddle.
2: Who do you think gets more targets in this game? Because we saw Williams get seven targets. It yeah. did not connect with Matthew Stafford. And I don't know if Dalen Waddle is getting many more than that. So True. when you factor in seven targets, six targets, let's just say for each guy plus 15 carries like I would lean toward Kyron. I know it's hard to bench Dale and model, but I would lean toward him. Uh, all right. Two more. Uh, nope. It disappeared. There we go. Uh, trade Alvin Kamara for Anthony Richardson. Would you be doing that? In a one
3: QB league? No.
4: I'd have to be. It's hard to en- envision a world in which I'm desperate at QB and fine at running back right now. Yes, so I exactly. think I'd
2: pass probably. What if it, what if it is super flex?
4: that's when I'm then yes I would do that one yeah
2: Greg what kind of leagues you playing
6: I've got a super flex is my small league and then my big QSFL league is is a a full point PPR 10 10 person team with uh, additional scoring for long touchdowns so uh, a 40 plus yarder is a 10 point touchdown wow So it can get it can get wild
2: so So in in your super flex league would you be doing this trade if you're on either side
6: (sighs) If it was a big league and I needed a quarterback, I really think the the you know, Richardson's going to blow the roof off it this year. I do. I believe in that offense and his coaching staff. Um, you know, Kamara looks good just because of the other you know lack of other uh, weapons there in the in the ground game for the for the Saints. But uh, boy, he hasn't looked good in a couple of years. So I, I think I'd rather go with the uh, the younger, more uh, upside guy in Richardson.
2: I would as well. All right, last question. Uh, Blake wants to know, just speaking of while while we're here, uh, Shane Steichen just has cleared Anthony Richardson. He will start against the Rams, so good news there. Nice. Alright, last question from Blake. We appreciate it. Trade Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy, J Spears for Josh Jacobs and Roshan Johnson. So giving up Waddle, Judy, Spears to get back Josh Jacobs and Roshan Johnson. I know Dan's going to say no. Blake, uh, Greg, what about you?
6: Uh, I'm on the Waddle, Judy, Spears side of this. I think Jacobs looks like he's running in quicksand. and I know Johnson could be a stud, but you could say the same about Spears. I mean, so so you know at that point it's maybe Waddle for Jacobs and Judy's a nice kicker. So if it's a PPR, I don't I don't know if it was a PPR, but if it was, I'd for sure be on the Waddle side.
4: Chris, I'd be going with Jacobs. I still think the role is super valuable. He's sixth in expected points amongst running backs right now, so I, I still like the role, and I think he's going to get going.
2: And, Dan, you would obviously go with uh, the Waddle, Judy side, right?
4: Without a doubt, yep.
2: Yeah, I think I'd lean that way, too, just because, again, I think, Waddle, like, it's, it's, you want pieces of the Dolphins' offense right now. It's, yeah. Know, and the best of Jalen Waddle still to come. Now, both Roshan and TyJ Spears, to me, are lottery ticket type of guys, but, man, Derek Henry looks like he's running on his last legs at this point with that toe injury, and we could be seeing a switch at any point soon if there isn't uh missed time for Derek Henry. Same could be said for Roshan Johnson, but eww, it's just uh, – You can almost see it coming. All right, Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you again for your donation. We really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching, for listening. Uh, Adam will be back on Sunday morning. You guys are starting, I think, at what eleven am. still, no eleven thirty am eleven
4: thirty, yeah. 1130 I don't think there's anything for, special for the Monday, the the London game.
2: right. So we're starting early on HQ. We're starting at nine am. Eastern. We'll be going up until eleven o'clock Eastern to get you set with everything you need. And then the guys will take over at eleven thirty. Uh, we'll have almost everybody on our staff jumping on with uh, Chris, Frank and Adam. Adam will be back again to host that show. some of to me Babylon. Uh, for Dan, for Chris, for Greg, and Jamie, thanks everybody for watching and listening. To fantasy football
5: Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.